All right, Emily. I'm perhaps the most excited about this episode <laughs> of any that we've ever recorded. Okay. Because you don't know what we're doing. I have no clue. All you did is text me, I have a surprise for the next episode, and I'm not sure you'll yeah. like it. Yeah, so I would say there's at least a 60% chance you just say I'm not doing this. Oh, okay. And I hope, and but, the the option, but the option seems to be like you probably should, uh, so that we have an episode. But what you don't maybe don't know is I used to have a podcast called Hot Thoughts. Have you ever talked to you about this? <laughs> Dude, oh, yeah. oh, so what we would do is you'd have five spicy wings and we would talk about uh, five spicier questions. Okay. And so what I would like to do is give you five different hot sauces. They get like pretty hot. <laughs> okay. Uh, and ask you five related questions. Done. Can I do we that? Can do it. All right. Do I can I have some water or something? Yeah, I think Dustin could get us some water if he needs. I, yeah. This this I'm might be a good out. palate cleanser. Uh, and I'm going to move this mic real quick and I'm going to set up our table real quick. So, but what we're going to do is we're going to have five sauces. I brought six because I want to give you an opportunity to exchange one if you need to. But, I appreciate that. Um, but they're all pretty hot. Is there like, is there chicken or am I just dipping my finger in the sauce? No, no. I got uh, some pop chips. Oh, on. hell yeah. Okay. All right. Keep that. Um, oh, sriracha. Okay, I can do sriracha. I am kind of a baby when it comes to hot sauces. I'm just going to let you know that. And I may cry. But if you're okay with having me cry on camera, I am okay with it. I think there's a 100% chance you're going to cry. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, but, Are you uh, going to eat this with yeah, me? Yeah, in solidarity, I'll eat them with you. Okay, so, that's cool. Right now, they're in no... Uh, particular order so i'll let you know which one we're going to start with uh so okay. we're going to start with anderson pepper company uh don't touch the baby it's a habanero one i think it's not very spicy so we might be starting too hot for you why aren't we going like why aren't we working our way up we are we are this i think is the, this is less hot than sriracha do you think sriracha is hot not that hot oh great then we'll start with sriracha great here grab sriracha for me and why don't you dab up your chip? Get get us both a chip. You'll be in charge of dabbing us for this since you uh you've got them. And so essentially, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask us ask you a question, and uh, and I just want you to answer it. And I might add some feedback too if it's a question that's not uniquely just to me. But um, but the first question is: Wait, how much is appropriate? Oh, with sriracha. I... I mean, you can put some on. You can go hard on sriracha, right? Sure. I'll take that too. I love sriracha. Did I go now? Or yeah, we, sure. Because okay. I'll ask you the question. Um, <laughs> Why am I so scared? <laughs> yeah, you've had sriracha before. All right. So uh, what has comedy mm-hmm. taught you about your faith? I'm way more of a baby than I thought. One sec. <laughs> this won't go well. You're already off. Them. I'll be fine. <laughs> what has comedy taught me about my faith? Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Um, what a lovely question. I think that I'm sorry, I'm thinking a lot. Um, you didn't see any of these questions beforehand. It's all right. Yeah, thanks. Um, 
I think com. Mm, okay, this might not be where we're going with it. Comedy has actually helped me understand the gospel more. Yeah. Because it has made me so much more okay with failure. So, for example, if I tell if I'm at an open mic and I tell a joke that doesn't work, I'm pretty excited. Like it's obviously not fun to not make people laugh, but like I know that I've learned so much in that. And I still feel like people are rooting for me. And I think that has been a vivid image of how like God is with our sin. Yeah. Not that it's a sin to not tell a good joke. Sometimes it is, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) but like, (laughs) but I think, um, seeing purpose in failure and seeing that like my status as a comedian does not change in failure has helped me more deeply understand that my status doesn't change when I fail in like a, it with God. I like that. That's kind of a short answer, but that's what I feel. I think it's a great answer. Okay. Would you get us another chip? Uh Uh-huh. So for this one, we're going to, and I'll put mine on first. We're going to do Anderson Pepper Companies. I think, I don't know. I think this isn't spicy. I thought it was less spicy than Sriracha. So you might get a little reprieve on this one. I don't know. Ooh, that's a lot. I'm going to let you pour yours on. Oh, man. Sorry. I'm going to eat this for a second. Do you want me to go like get up and get that? That might be spicier. Um, so my question would be, while you take your bite, what do you wish Emily of today mm. could tell high school Emily about life and faith? Mm. I'm trying to figure out if it's worse or not. <laughs> Woo. Um, so far, it's just kind of fun. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> so much. I actually wrote an article called... <laughs> I wrote an article called Jesus Loves Me, This I Don't Know. <laughs> this I Don't Know. I like that. I was pretty proud of that title. Um, gosh, so much. When I... I used to be really embarrassed by high school Emily. Okay. And high school Emily spirituality. Like, I used to be like, she was so self-righteous and so annoying and she thought she knew everything and thought she was better than everybody. Uh, but now I just have a lot of compassion for her mm. because I realize like homegirl is just trying to figure it out. And homegirl was 15, 16. Sure. Um, gosh, I just, I just want to hug her and tell her that like, this is, and I'm not going to cry because the hot sauce, like that God really does love her exactly as she is. Yeah. And that God wants people to know what she has to say. Hmm. Um, and that the gospel is so much more bigger and inclusive and that God is so much more bigger than theology can comprehend. That's a great answer. Yeah. It's just really, making me all yeah. emo. It's not the hot sauce. <laughs> Yet. Um. All right. Well, we're going to get a third one here. And while we do, um, Dustin, you got a mic over there. What you you're older than both of us, not by a lot. Uh, mm. But while we load this next one, what would you tell your younger self about life and faith? Like, what have you learned now in your 40 years of life? Well, this is going to be particularly interesting for folks on that are watching on YouTube. Right. They right. can't see me. There's but, no camera for you. Yeah. Sorry. This uh, is the voice of God. The uh, I don't know. I mean, I I uh, wasn't super 
I went to church, but I wasn't super into it. Like okay. I was into the girls and stuff when I was young. And then I got super into it and went to Bible college and all that stuff. And I would just probably say, look, man, like, like mercy and grace uh, are real. And maybe show some to yourself every once in a while. Oof. Because I had to be perfect. And even though I wasn't perfect and I knew I wasn't perfect, I could hide my sin perfectly. Hmm. And as long as no one knew, as long as other people saw that I thought I was perfect, uh, I, I I was okay. And also there's this thing called anxiety. Uh, six-year-old Dustin, look into it. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, all that stuff that you went through that you thought was just like having panic attacks and stuff, there's like you can get help with that. Hmm. So that's what I'd say. Can I add to my answer? Because Dustin had such a good answer. Yeah. Those are both really good answers. Yeah. Also, you have to answer, obviously. But um, I also want to say that like being a good theologian doesn't mean hating myself. Because hmm. I thought that God was so disgusted by me and my sin that in order if to, if I was disgusted with me, then I was closer to the heart of God. Yeah. I really thought that. That's interesting. That's horrible. That is pretty brutal. Um, yeah. For me, I don't know. I think I would say... Uh, that you don't have to be perfect. I think that mm. was my biggest thing. I like when I finally became a part of the collective, I thought I had to be perfect. Uh, and so now knowing that's not a part of it, I think is an important shift. So, but you're looking at the bottle. It's, it's got a high, five. it's got a high, a high heat index on it. Small axe, peppers, habanero, mango. I think it's really delicious. I put this on everything, uh, but I think it's a little hotter. So take a bite. And your question is, and the answer could be nothing. So hear that. What about deconstruction and the process for the church and its individuals gives you hope for the church? What about deconstruction gives you hope for the church? Is that the question or is that hotter? Mm. Oh I'm going to maybe use some expletives in this episode. Right, that's quite all right. Dustin can bleep me out if he needs to. Um, oh, my God. I'm just thinking right now about the people listening to this and not watching it yeah. and being like, what is happening? If you don't watch us on YouTube, this is a great episode to go to our YouTube and watch. <laughs> okay. Before you answer, is this the hottest thing you've ever eaten? Maybe. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's going to get worse. Okay. Um, I, <laughs> what gives me <laughs> for deconstruction, why deconstruction gives me hope for the church. Yep. Yeah, don't touch your eyes. Um, is I think that the heart. <laughs> so just, now I'm mad. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine. I'll be fine. I'm sorry to everyone who's watching this. Um, <laughs> gives me hope for the church. Indeed, every time I talk, it gets hotter. <laughs> Water's the worst yeah, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll answer. You want me to take a second, or you want to go? <laughs> I can do this. Okay, you got it. What gives me hope for the church is that I think that if we are fallible people, oh my god, this is brutal. Um, if we are fallible people, then we always need to be willing to be questioning ourselves because ultimately, theology is 
is in is is fallible and man-made mm-hmm. we always have to be willing to take another look at stuff in a sense i think that's something really good about the reformation and martin luther said reformed and always reforming and yeah i feel like people who are protestants were like cool we're done after the reformation yeah no, no longer reforming and i think if we want to have a heart of reforming which i do think we should um <laughs> then i think that we should always be having this critical eye when we do. But also, what why deconstruction gives me so much hope for the church is because I truly believe that this is a movement that's happening. Mm-hmm. And I believe that people are seeing a truer and more beautiful picture of who God really is. Mm. I made it. What's you your answer? I would say very similar. I think it gives me hope because in watching people that the church has said, don't care about church. Mm. And you've said this before, like they deeply care. That's why they're deconstructing. And they're not only deconstructing, but now they're finding places that they can utilize their gifts in a similar sense that you are to like prophetically speak to the church. I think it's like a prophetic movement to where the church is going. Uh And so I think, um, I think that gives me hope. New voices, new perspectives coming to the forefront. Um, Hey Dustin, is there another one of these? (laughs) Can I, uh, well, he gets it. Can I ask you a serious, like, how close are we to your stop button? Like No, oh, I'm way, I'm stubborn. Oh, great. We're going to the end. Okay, well, the little one, our mutual friends Aaron and Austin gave that to me. And I've put a syringe dab on and I've never touched it again because it was the hottest thing I've ever okay, had. Okay, maybe we won't do that one. So we might avoid that one. But I brought just in case like you were like had the highest spice threshold of anyone that I'd ever met before. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I get mild at Buffalo Wild Wings and usually have not this bad of a reaction, but I'm usually struggling. <laughs> Are you ready for our next one? Mm-hmm. God. Okay. I'm fine. Great. All right. Chip this us out. This is actually pretty fun. I was, I was really... I was very deeply angry for one second while I was experiencing that. I could tell. Um, <laughs> I also... I'm really sorry. I gave you a pretty, like, a pretty yeah, epic dab on that one. So I'm going to go lighter on this one. Uh, this one's, I think, pretty hot, too. So this is Melinda's Ghost Pepper Wing Sauce. Uh, so cheers. Let's take a bite real quick. This question might be really good for the wing that you're going through. <clears throat> what would you say the most painful part of deconstruction is? <laughs> this right now. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> The worst part about trying to produce a podcast like this is just, you know, the levels. Because generally when you I'm speak, sorry. No, no, no. It, it's not you. It's it's just, but it's just like, <laughs> you can't help it. There's nothing you can do. But like, it just. <laughs> ups and downs. Likes. Yeah. Ups and downs. What was the question? <laughs> what has been the most painful part of your deconstruction process? A few things. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Has anyone, did anyone when you did this have this intense for reaction? Yeah, we were over uh, Zoom essentially, StreamYard, and people would just mute themselves and just like go off verbally, but we could watch them. Um, we'll have to go find the YouTube and share it as this episode comes out. It's getting worse. Okay. I, and this is to not like, these are ours. I, we use much hotter ones on hot thoughts, though. So. 
Great. Um, for you guys. Um, I didn't want to kill my co-host. So. So. <laughs> a few hard things <laughs> about deconstruction are. God. <laughs> I was trying really hard to not say bad words. I am so deeply uncomfortable right now. A few hard things about deconstruction. One, as a people pleaser, it's been really hard to get the pushback I've gotten. Um, and I feel like I've lost people's good opinions of me. Um, and to also, when people question my salvation, that really hurts my feelings. Mm. A lot. Makes me angry. Like and frustrated that that would even come up as a question yeah like screw you man mm -hmm. if you not you right now kind of <laughs> <laughs> but like <laughs> um just have enough like faith in who god is god what does god say he said salvation belongs salvation belongs to me says the lord yeah so if god is so powerful then why are you so nervous? Because it wasn't actually about God. It was about your control over me. Yeah. Anyway, also, it's just deeply, deeply, there's so much grief involved. And I know we've already talked about that. It is so hard. It feels like, it feels like I'm grieving two different deaths. Ooh. Ooh. A death of this relationship. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the death of who Emily was and the death of who I thought God was. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. I'm glad both of them are dying. Uh, they weren't very kind. Mm. I like the Emily I know now and the God I know now are much more loving. Um, and I like both of them a whole lot more, but they were still deeply a part of me and like our good friend, Aaron, He'll talk about Joel Osteen and he's like, I don't love what he says, but that guy got me through some tough times. <laughs> and so, That's funny. And like, sometimes I feel that way about the God I used to believe in. Hmm. Like, man, that God really didn't like me, but also I leaned on him for a lot. Yeah. That's an interesting like thought process to understand like the value of a season of life, even if it wasn't the one that's the most productive for where you're at, right? It's good. Um, are you ready for the last one? Yeah. Um, also, the certainty. We've talked about that. Agreeing yeah. certainty is hard. Yeah. Uh, Get a chip. God damn. <laughs> and I've made a... I'm I, sorry, Dustin. <laughs> I've, made a, I've made a decision. I'm going to do this last one. It's really hot. But to make up for where you're at, yes. you get to... You can ask me the question so I can be on the hot seat. Okay. But we're going to do this one. This one's going to be the hottest you've ever had. Might walk out the door. <laughs> no, sorry. I should probably shake it. I'm glad people are getting entertainment out of this. Did you bring milk or something? I should have. I thought about how much of a jerk I was when I, like, just on this last wing, how there wasn't, or last chip, how there wasn't any uh, sauces or anything, or milks. Don't please don't give me a lot on this one. I'm trying. Seems like you're shaking it pretty hard. I'm just trying to get some out of it. Okay. 
I'm sorry, Tug. For sponsor breaks, this would be. <laughs> hey, what's your what's your question? I just want to say uh, I really appreciate w- you and our friendship so much, and I'm sorry that I'm being a jerk right now. <laughs> I'm just going through something. Oh, I'm being the jerk, but the question <laughs> actually uh, does lend well. What's been your favorite part of this podcast? Aw, that's such a wholesome question for what I'm feeling right now. I thought you wouldn't be in a place to be able to process as well as the first couple questions. <sighs> My favorite part about this podcast has been, <laughs> has been, I'm actually doing okay right now. Oh, great. Then we'll do the last one together. <laughs> Honestly, fine. I'm in it. Um, I'm stubborn enough that I'll be like, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. Yeah. I'll buy your lunch after this. Done. Um, what was the question? Favorite part about this podcast? Uh, it's been cool to see the people who have like come out of the woodworks and listened to our podcast and been like, one, Emily, like, thanks for processing through your journey. Mm-hmm. Then also, like, I got a message today that said, like, from someone older in my life, in my family, um, who said, like, I didn't know there was a, I'm so glad there's a name now to what I went through years and years ago. And I think that's been a really cool thing is yeah. me, who I'm 22, um, have older people in my life. Sure. Like my, like my grandma say, like. Like, she listened to our Bible episode, hmm. and she said, Emily, I feel like now I can actually enter into the Bible again, and I feel really led by you in that. And I was like... Yeah. You... Well, probably even more, like, interesting for you to hear that as someone that didn't think you had that ability to even have that voice in the first place, right? Absolutely. I mean, that's been huge. Like, when I talk about this podcast with people, I'm like, it's really cool that my pastor values my voice so much that he wants to, like... Burn your face off. Put it online. Yeah. I'm going to ignore that you said that. (laughs) And, but also just to see, like, I really do think it has helped people. Yeah. And that makes me feel some type of way. What is your favorite part about this podcast? Yeah. I think I've learned a lot, actually, like going through, Mm. and I want to figure out a way in the seasons to come how we can really capture this. But actually, off camera, like, I really enjoyed the Mm. three of our conversation. I agree. And I think that's a lot of what has been driving this is we're trying to capture really cool theological conversations. I think everyone would have, but get nervous to have when there's a microphone in front of their face. And we're trying to, with as much vulnerability as we can, have those conversations. So I've enjoyed it. Justin, have you had a favorite part of this podcast for you? Have you learned anything unique or anything like that? Yeah. I mean, I, I think uh, I've had a lot of of questions um, that I guess was bouncing around in my head that I didn't necessarily put, put words to in a, in a coherent sentence. And actually I think Emily, you've done, you've been really brave and having you like be, be brave in the way that you've been brave, because I, I think I was pretty black and white for a long, long time. And when I was black and white, uh, it did justify me, you know, because I thought, well, I I know the answer. This is the answer. And to have you be able to say vulnerable things that uh, 
I almost would like gasp and be like, I could never say that. It's, I wouldn't even say it, let alone to a pastor or let alone on a microphone that's going to get published on the internet. So uh, I think that's been really cool. That's been really cool to see. And you guys don't know this, but my wife's been listening to the podcast. She's been going through some things. It's been really helpful for her. So I, I, I respect and appreciate that. Yeah. That is so nice. What the heck, Dustin? Yeah. I think it's been a really cool podcast and I've enjoyed it. And I think even my wife has listened to it and she's like, she's learned a lot. So I would say this isn't the, I mean, we've really torn you down with hot sauces, but this isn't just the build you up episode. I think a lot of people have really appreciated your perspective because not only is it, I think deeply theological, it's also like speaking to a pressure point. People didn't know they were allowed to. Mm. have. So I think it's been good. And one thing that you've said that I've really appreciated is like, I feel like I have a very, I haven't, uh, how many say this? In a sense, I haven't felt super represented in the deconstruction conversation as someone who grew up reformed. That's often not talked about. Sure. And so it's been cool to to be able to talk about my very specific experience as growing up very Calvinist and how that really deeply affected mm. me and my deconstruction and how other people are like, oh, I grew up that way too. Like, it makes me feel less alone, I guess. I think that's... And I hope it has for other people as well. I think if there was a, I mean, there's lots of wins out of this, but I think being less alone, mm. that's a major win. So our last sauce, it's called the end. I think it's a, uh, appropriate one. It says ingredients, vinegar, habanero, pepper, reaper peppers, extract, pretty hot. I put it on one thing, extremely hot caution. Dustin, I made you a chip if you want one. Uh, so I think this is really hot. I've only had one, but our friends, Austin, Aaron gave this to us. So before we all take one, do you have a question? I only made five questions. Like what might be an interesting question for us to process as we go through this? We can make it a real, there's a question on my mind. That's pretty saucy. Yeah. Then maybe we could say cut out if you don't like, if you don't want to talk about it. Oof. Okay. That makes me nervous, but that's podcast. So you say the question, I'll give the chips to everybody. Do you want to say it right now? Yeah. You can totally say, um, I don't want to answer this. So in our last episode, we were talking about, I almost asked you this in our last episode. Because we were talking about the cost of being in a place that, or the cost of exclusion and the cost of inclusion. I'm scared to ask you this. Why is it important to you to stay in the UMC when they won't ordain LGBTQ people? Oh, that is a really good Are you okay to answer yeah. that? Okay. Um, and then I would like to flip the question because I want all of us to engage in it. So I would you can speak against or for what's the harm or the good in doing okay. that, your perspective. But cheers, friends. You probably led me to this question because I'm there's some anger you're going angry. on. Yeah, you're like, I got another <laughs> question that I was mad about. Cheers. That's pure heat. <laughs> More water than this. You want mine? I don't have COVID. <clears throat> All right. So why stay in a denomination that is actively <laughs> speaking against and harming people I really deeply care about and love? And I think. <laughs> 
I'll answer this question alone. <laughs> I think that's a good question. Just so you guys know, Emily is still here. She's directly across from me <laughs> off camera. <laughs> you gonna make Just it? Talk. I think it's a bummer. Uh, I don't love this part of the denomination that I'm in. And I think the reason that we're staying a part of it is I think theologically, other than this one issue, we have the, one of the greatest articulations of the gospel story and understandings of grace. And we have a great opportunity to witness and evangelize to people. I think a major, I want you to know that it's burning my face too. I just want you to know you're not alone in this. Um, Sticking with things when it gets tough is important to me. Now, I would say to what you said earlier, it doesn't cost me anything to stand there because I'm a straight guy. But I think I'm also trying to model that you can speak against depression and against things you disagree with without ejecting from the system. Um, not all disagreement has to end in divorce. And so I'm trying to push to where that is and see how we can get there. So should I just end the episode? For example... <laughs> What will make it better, Dustin? <laughs> Where's the chips? Oh yeah, here you go. These might help. That'll actually those will help. Let me take one for oh the rest. Oh my road. god. Okay. <laughs> Dustin, how you holding up there? I can uh, confirm that that was hot. You're balling. Here. <laughs> but even when you're speaking against something, like, I get it. But someone said the same thing to me when I was in my denomination. Because they were like, Emily, you have a lot to say, but they'll never give you a voice to say it. Yeah, but we will give these people a voice to say it. And our church is specifically creating that, even if our denomination doesn't affirm it. <sighs> Which, speaking of things that I could say that might cost me something. So, but yeah, I think we're going to include and invite people into every level of activity and leadership until our denomination acknowledges it, not wait for them to affirm us to do it. But if a gay person wanted to be a pastor at the well, they couldn't do it. They could do it in the context of the well. They might be able to get ordained as a Methodist pastor in the year 2022. But we have gay people serving in leadership. Okay. So it's, I mean, I'm not defending. I would say it's a sticky thing and something that I wish I had a better answer for. But I think where I, from my vantage point, I wrestle with this in terms of like, it doesn't cost me anything, but is the best thing to pull out and move away or to fight from within. And I chose fight from within if it was women would you still be in the umc Ooh, that's a really good question if it was black people would you still stay in the umc no if it was divorced people would you still stay in the umc i'm sorry i'm mad right now so yeah. I'm, you're getting my heat. yeah i think that's a valid question um but there were also men that fought to push the ball forward when it became women and the, again, again, it's not a 
compelling place to be. But if everyone left the battlefield because it like and just went to go create their own sandbox, then we'd have a million sandboxes that were. I think we gotta do some sort of work together. <laughs> Why not go to like the UU or something? Sorry, I'm fighting you right now. I don't like their theology as much. Yeah. A pickleball. I want to play basketball. <laughs> a pickleball. Uh, too traditional for me. What I'm a United that? Methodist. Okay. United Methodist don't ordain gay people. Yeah. Dustin, what do you think about Sam in the system good, when you disagree with it? I'm not, the, should... I'm not the right guy to answer this. I'm not a systems guy. So so you would leave. You'd go to your... Uh, you'd... I would have never been in this system hmm. to start with. Well, maybe I'm the odd man out. No, I, I don't think that. I mean, I, there's a lot of people in systems. And yeah. there's a lot of comfort, I think, in, uh, in, in denominations. But I also think there's a lot of... Um, I think there's a lot of... Uh, what am I trying to say? Like, um, this is the reason I'm on the other side. Sure. I'm not on the mic. Right. Because I can't speak. No, you speak clearly. Uh, no, I think there's a lot of, uh, checks and balances in denominations that I think is healthy. Yeah. If they worked. Yeah. Unhelpful sometimes healthy sometimes. I mean, I think it's always healthy to have someone like a brother, you know, checking on you, making sure or a sister. What did you say? It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. That's Sorry, the word I'm I couldn't think of. On my, my yeah. Only yeah the, the, like it's good to have accountability, but I will <laughs> say that uh, if the person trying to hold you accountable is a dirtbag, sure. Then it's doesn't really work. Yeah. Now that I have a little more of my mental faculties back, I would say also. I'm sorry if I'm being a total jerk. Right no, now. you're not. I think there's there are prophets in the Old Testament, right? And they pushed from. Okay. Within. Okay. That's a good answer. Thanks. I wish I would have thought about that. My tongue, like it feels like it's double the size right now. So. I do. I will say that I've, that I have had, I have held this, the, uh, the similar mindset or mm, worldview, mm. which was, uh, I got to rattle the cage from the inside. Sure. And then I just, it never worked. I've never, I've never personally seen it work, but I'm not saying it doesn't. I'm just saying maybe I wasn't bold enough or didn't have the right words or whatever, but but the thing is, is you can only rattle from the cage from the inside if you're allowed to rattle the cage from the inside. So for me, when I was a Presbyterian, excuse me, um, I couldn't rattle the cage from the inside. So I was like, screw you guys. Bye. Sure. But you're still rattling the cage. Your voice, even if I you rattled weren't... the cage by leaving. I'm really sorry. I don't actually feel this intense. I'm just really. But why? Why? I mean, you know, no. Uh, cage rattlers are allowed. Okay. I mean, what would have happened if you would have really just grabbed those bars and started shaking? They would be like, why do you have bars? You're a woman. <laughs> They'd kick you out. Be like, there are women MCs who spit bars, Emily. That's disrespectful. That was a rap That's joke. Not what I meant, Dustin. That was a rap joke. I'm not. I'm kidding. I don't understand. Time like this. I don't understand what the joke. Should is. I be joking at a time like this? You know that song? I don't. I think it's interesting. I think it's an interesting conversation though, because I wrestle just... with it, and I think I'm good. Those are yours. That's my gift to you. But. I think it's the right question to be asking and not an unfair. I think that's hopefully what we're modeling in this podcast. We can ask hard questions and we can maybe not have all the right answers, but speak from the truth of where we're at. And I think that's the hard thing is like to leave is 
not easier or harder, but I think I see more fruit in fighting for the justice within the system rather than going and starting my own country. Like I wouldn't go and be non-denominational because I'm a kind of person that needs like a system. I agree with that. And I deeply feel United Methodist. And so like to be like, I'm going to leave to go to somewhere else that in 20 years will have another thing that I'm going to dislike and have to like fight about. Like why not be the voice of dissent and truth rather than it's like Americans saying like, I'm going to move to Canada because they didn't like the person that was elected. Like that's actually like a more of a cop, like stay here and fight for the change you want to see. But if everyone moved to Canada, maybe America would be like, oh, damn. Maybe. Or maybe they'd be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> now we just have people that agree with us and then nothing yeah. changes. But Dang, Emily, that's a good point. But Emily, don't you go to a United Methodist Church? Yeah, I do. Why do you go to the Methodist Church that won't ordain? I'm just asking a question. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to be under scrutiny right now. <laughs> well, I mean... Can I be honest and say I'm wrestling with that? I love the well and I love being there. But that's a pretty, that's a thing that again, doesn't cost me anything to go to that church because that my voice is valued. And it's been interesting to be on the other side of a privilege. And that if I wanted to, I could get ordained in the UMC and I have friends who couldn't. And I've never been on that side of privilege. And so that is something I'm wrestling with, which is why I wanted to bring it up. Yeah. Like it does like, it doesn't bother me maybe as much as it should because it doesn't cost me. Yeah. I wonder, I don't know if this is a good question, but it's also, is it binary? Like if it doesn't cost, so say it costs our LGBTQ friends, right? doesn't cost me anything. Like leaving, is that a binary? Like we've left and now we've eliminated all costs. It's a, only a win or is there a cost that's incurred by leaving? Like that's my thing. It's like, I think there's always a cost to something and always collateral damage. And, I think, and this isn't a good answer, and I probably shouldn't say this, but I think there's always going to be bumps along the way and damage that's in, like that comes along. But trying to fight for a more holy and inclusive place on the other end, if that's like if the heart of the intent is pure, then I think the actions and the process can't be that. And again, it doesn't cost me anything to say that. Like I have several friends that I meet with that are like, I wish I could get ordained. And how do you go about supporting them? And I'm like, I'm going to support you with my voice and my time and my privilege the best I can. But I also not the one that gets to ordain them and makes those decisions. And so I think it's a hard discussion. Mm. Um, and like, I think, I guess the reason why I'm sensitive to that logic, even though I absolutely understand it, is that's what kept me in my old denomination for a really long time. Mm. Is everyone said, well, if you switch denominations, you're just going to switch different, the problems right now to d- different problems. And you, and I'm choosing these problems. And I was like, that's a good point. There's going to be problems everywhere. At least we take the Bible seriously. (laughs) But so I guess that's why I'm sensitive to it is because I've been on the other end and it hasn't gotten me anything to like speak out because what we actually needed, well, okay. Well, what we actually needed is the men who had power to say something. Sure. Which I guess is what you're doing. Trying to. I love that. Are you feeling attacked right now? No. Okay. I'm really sorry if I'm being a jerk. I feel like that hot sauce came at you pretty hard. I'm really sorry if I was really mean. I think I maybe said things that uh, I'd be interested to listen back to this and like listen to I, the hard thing is like I am a verbal processor and so I have to like work to my thoughts. But yeah, I think this is what I would say. What you're asking is out of a deep place of caring about both 
me, but also the people that you know that we're both friends with. And I think people that uh, other people that you're friends with that you're walking this journey and you're sensitive to that. And so I think that's an important question to be asking. So I don't hear it out of a malicious place. It's out of like, I care for people in my life. So you're feeling hurt? No. Okay, good. No. So I think we should be done. <laughs> I thought this podcast was going to be like four minutes long because I gave a very short answer the first time. And there's probably going to be a lot of silence and expletives in this episode, but it's probably going to be pretty funny. It'll be something. So, uh, well, I'll take the sign off for you this week. Thank so you. So we're excited that you joined us in this. So hopefully it was fun. <laughs> and as you go along this journey of deconstruction, embrace that journey. Embrace the journey. Okay. <laughs>